the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday night. <laughs> yeah, it is. Who is right? Welcome to tonight's Andrea K show. I, wasn't wasn't this wasn't this a short week? Didn't we have a holiday on Monday? Man, this feels like this week has turned into a month, but I'm glad to share this hour with you guys as we do roll into the weekend here. So much to cover. Things are exploding everywhere across the nation as riots spread, and I do mean riots. There is video coming out that I shared on my Facebook page of mobs outside the CNN headquarters. Isn't that the home of the ant? Isn't that the anti-Trump headquarters? Isn't that the headquarters of, of those who's been doing nothing but lie to the American people for three years to try to cooperate with, collude with the Democrats in order to unseat a free and fairly elected president, uh, elected president Trump? What are y'all doing down there trying to take out CNN? Well, we may have a little story that uh, that might explain that coming up to talk about really devastating times in this country as we watched Minneapolis burn last night, as we watched innocent people's lives continue to be destroyed on top of the destruction that has taken place in the middle of this coronavirus. And why are we having to talk about that? Why should we not just be focusing on George Floyd Somebody said yesterday, oh, we don't want these riots to become the story. Well, it is the story. It absolutely is the story. And we must talk about it. Because if you think, and if you are operating, or for or you th- or yourself, or for anybody else, you think that your feelings, anger, frustration, pain, anguish, or whatever feeling or emotion you're having, however justified your feeling is, if you think that that entitles you to inflict pain on another human being, you're, you're, I don't want to say as bad as Chauvin, but you're pretty, you're, you're, this is abuse. You're no better than a husband who comes home and punches his wife in the face because he doesn't like how she cooked the steak. I am outraged tonight. Outraged at this gross exploitation i talked about it a couple nights ago this is an exploitation of a crisis for power as well as people's own personal feelings and and you know it, it ain't about any any injustice when it's about stealing a tv for you sorry I, I i usually don't just launch right into my rant but i'm outraged tonight as what's going on particularly since there's so much misplaced blame going on in this and if we and and when it comes back and i'm looking at the cnn headquarters and i'm thinking it, imagine where we would be in this country today, if we had not had the media become the enemy of the people and decide for eight years to join in on beating the drum all day, every day about how America is evil 
and the Republican Party in any in any injustice, any hard times anybody's going through in this country. It's all the result of it's not nothing's their fault. Nobody's a, a, accountable for themselves. Everything is the fault of the Republican Party. And then we've been hearing for four years, 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Yeah, MAGA hat means you're you're a white supremacist. If you want to close the border and seal the borders, you hate brown people. You when you have the media beating the drum like that on and on and on, they have a role to play in the rights and the destruction of Minneapolis. Sorry to go off on a tangent before I even brought my boy in tonight. My, my, I shouldn't say my boy. That's a term of endearment. My man, my sidekick permanently now, full time, is none other than DJ Potato Skins. How are the crops? Oh, he said the crops never have been better. Just wonderful. <laughs> he said, how about potatoes? Oh, he said, comrade commissar, if we could put the potatoes in one pile, they would reach the foot of God. And the commissar said, this is the Soviet Union. There is no God. He said, that's all right. There are no potatoes. DJ DJ There are definitely potatoes, but like you, I almost have no words for what is going on, Andrea. It's it's really despicable. It is. And, you know, there's so much, like I said, misplaced anger. You want to be blaming people first and foremost for when it comes to the death of George Floyd. Uh, and Chauvin, I don't know what's going to happen with the other officers. He was uh, he was arrested for third degree murder and manslaughter. Uh, the autopsy result came out came in that there was no evidence of suffocation. He had underlying issues um, that. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I can see exactly how it was worded. Well, and regardless uh, of any of that, the fact is, even if it's black and white, like he like he did die, you don't go out and start harming other people because you're outraged. That is, there is no excuse for that. Right. So yeah, the autopsy results came back that it was a combination of being restrained along with various underlying medical conditions. Okay, so Chauvin caused the man's death. Okay, Uh, there it is. He's he's the first responsible. But if you want to go deeper, let's. Let's go deeper to the fact that this city and that county and that that state have been primarily Democrat run. So if you're going to talk about the system going on in Minneapolis, why are you blaming and, and that this man did this as a part of a system that was that was crooked? Why are you looking at Trump and blaming Trump for anything? This man had dozens of complaints against him going back years. And who was the county attorney at the time? Amy Klobuchar, who went to defend herself today and said, well, it wasn't my fault. He didn't do any time. I handed it over to a grand jury. And then people were like, you know what? Not good enough, lady, because as I talked about last night, some of the complaints against him involved Somebody else being shot. It was a man named uh, Reyes. Was it Wayne Reyes, I believe, was was his name. So this man's history goes back a long way. And I'm not even convinced that it has anything to do with race, other than I think he's a psycho with a power trip, in which case we got to look at why this man, even if Klobuchar, who admitted today, you know what, maybe I should have prosecuted this guy instead of handing it over to the grand jury. Okay, yeah, maybe. What about internal affairs? What about the police chiefs that this man worked under for years? What about the rest of the government? Who's running the police departments there in that state? This man did not get away with tormenting Minneapolis for decades without some accomplices along the way. And you know what? None of them had the last name of Trump. The trouble that the Democrats have tonight is how are they going to juggle? This is taking COVID off the uh, where they were blaming Trump. We don't have the daily death count now of COVID, right? So now they're trying to juggle two stories that are competing against each other. How, and both they've been trying to exploit to blame Trump for. But the problem is, 
with, with both of these stories is ultimately you can't pin it on Trump. You just can't because the if there is systemic issues going on with the police departments in Minneapolis and even nationwide, it ain't it is not Trump's responsibility. First and foremost, then we've got to talk about Democrats. We've got to talk. So there's the police officer himself. The system's going on there. You've got to look at Fry, this mayor who sat back and did nothing. Did you see? Yeah, look at the leadership in the state. Yeah. Well, the governor came out today and said, look, I'm in charge now. I'm going to come in and I'm going to take over here. I shouldn't have to. This should not have to rise to the state level. The local people should have handled this. What did the mayor do? He sat back, him and his police department, and let police departments be burned to the ground. People huddling, huddling in their homes. Fearful. Unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. And then, but yet they want to say that the police response and tear gassing of people and all this was 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 over the top uh, compared to what was done to protesters that were peaceful in Michigan when they went to the state house in Michigan armed. They didn't; those protesters in Michigan protesting the lockdown, they they were they, what crime did they commit? None. The way that the left is trying to contort themselves to somehow. Turn their blame away from who should be owning it and trying to put it on Republicans, trying to put it on Trump, trying to put it on anybody else is absolutely abominable. And we also have to talk about decades long uh, with the Democrats in terms of so much of the. I saw one interview with one um, man outside of a Target and he's like, look, you you people have been keeping us down. I don't know who you people is. You people have been keeping us down all this time. And then you got a problem with us taking stuff. Yeah, I got a problem with you taking something that doesn't belong to you. There's nothing that happened on the streets of Minneapolis that entitles you to steal somebody's property. Yeah, duh, that's common sense. Right. There's no excuse. Or burning down. Did you see the young man whose sports bar was burned to the ground? No, I did not. Former firefighter. I'm going to get choked up. Former firefighter. Father of four. Not only did they break in and try to steal his safe. He had been devastated economically under the coronavirus shutdowns, right, which were mind-numbingly stupid, led by the Democrats, by the way, and led by the mainstream media like CNN. So he's fighting to try to keep his business afloat as it is. Then they break in. He decided three weeks ago, because he can't get his business back up and running, he's shut down. He didn't renew his insurance, carrot sticks, so he could save money. Jeez. And then what did they do? They burned it to the ground. They burned it to the ground. While the left has been out there justifying refusing to call them rioters you know what this is it's domestic terrorism domestic terrorism well we have good news regarding that that sports bar uh, because he's going to end up being okay even in the midst of all this we see the good in america does america have a history that's ugly what country doesn't and i have never i come from the deep south i have i i I know I, i i in my lifetime i still saw the KKK at, at red lights handing out handing out pamphlets in hoods because they didn't want anybody to know who they were, right? Because they're, they're cowards. And they were Democrats, by the way. So I'm not here to say that racism doesn't exist. But we took a step back. You want to talk about blame? Let's talk about the, the, the Democrats' playbook, the cultural Marxist playbook to foster hate and division among Americans. I, we have had a setback that began Race relations with the we're such a racist country. We elected the first black president president. Right. And what was the first thing that he did? 
blamed the uh, the Boston Police Department of Racism. Said if I had a son, he would look like Trayvon Martin. Sent a funeral delegation, not to Margaret Thatcher's funeral, but to Michael Brown, and continued to perpetrate the lie on the American people that Michael Brown put his hands up and said, hands up, don't shoot. Intentionally fostering the racism and hate went, went to went, brought Black Lives Matter, who chanted pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon, which resulted in, in cops being shot at point blank range like six in Dallas. And then he shows up at the, at the funeral of those six police officers and talks about racism, systemic racism. Look, racism exists. But there is still goodness in this country. And you don't do anybody any good. You don't do any communities any good when you tell them for decades after decades after decades that you're victims, you're victims, you're victims. You don't have any future in this in this country. There's no opportunity for you. You fill them with hate. You fill them with lack of hope. You fill them with a grievance mentality. And then you feed them with the mindset that they're entitled to something. And that's what we're seeing playing out in the streets across America tonight. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got that and more. 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. I guess uh, trending in San Diego today is another video that came out from El Cajon, a young uh, African-American man saying uh, the video, you can't really tell much about it. It looks like he's being roughed up a little bit, but nothing too extreme. He's just being... Uh, you know, sat back down. Uh, we'll have to see. He's saying he's going to hire an attorney. So we'll keep our watch. We'll keep a watch on that story. Uh, you know, I, I don't really know. Um, I, I, uh, might we have, might we have people out there tempting police officers to overreact or are, are we going to have people out there baiting police officers? I don't know. If Gosh, I sure hope not. Yeah. I, that, I, I'm, I'm wondering, it just seems a little co- of, of a coincidence that that happened today. I could be wrong. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what happened. Um, but I've got, there's typically, uh, we always have a problem of hope. Remember around the time Trump was, was elected and it was all this, uh, oh, now all the minorities are going to be attacked. And here we, and then we had an, we had an outbreak of hoaxes. Uh, not unlike we had a bunch of just, Jesse Smollett's out there, uh, trying to, you know, uh, pretend that they were all attacked by, you know, MAGA hat wearers and that, you know, none of them ended up bearing that out. So well, I, I would, guess you got to just keep it in mind. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if that was, I don't know what happened. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't a hoax or that we don't have uh, people out there baiting police officers right now. Um, One of the reasons why CNN, they might be outside the CNN offices is there was news today, breaking news that a CNN crew uh, was arrested today. And um, according according to the cops, they told the CNN crew to move. They wouldn't move. So they arrested them. And it didn't look like the guy was roughed up at all. I mean, certainly I've seen I've seen much harsher arrest happening on the beaches of Southern California. Um, So the story kind of died away until CNN, (laughs) until CNN and a Washington Post reporter, Philip Kennecott, uh, decided to compare what happened to CNN to George Floyd. Yeah, the camera hit the ground and Brian Stelter, quote, and I quote, tweeted out, when a CNN camera hit the ground, America saw the world through George Floyd's eyes. You could not be 
more disgustingly, mind-numbingly self-centered and desperate to make a story be about yourself than in the midst of a man who whose family has not even had an opportunity to process his death, that it happened the way it did, not even had an opportunity to bury him and, and pay farewell to him before you've got a media outlet trying to act as though the arrest of a camera crew is on the same level as what their loved one went through. So I'm wondering if that's not why. We've got a mob outside the CNN headquarters in Atlanta, Potato Skins. Maybe you can keep watch on that story for us and see yeah, if we'll there's keep an any, any developments. Um, interestingly, um, Barack Obama decided to weigh in. I'm surprised he didn't come out and say, if I had a brother, he would look like George Floyd. But then again, I actually think Obama might have a brother named George, the one who's living in a hut with not a dime to his name, who tweets out against Barack Obama all the time. Um, I think that uh, Ob- what Obama ended up saying, it was very calculated because he knows his legacy. He knows he knows how much he you know that he he how much he did nothing. You know, at the open of the show, I was talking about the Democrat Party and all this misplaced anger against Trump, against Republicans, against the system that's been run in Minneapolis by Democrats. Obama was the divider, not Trump. Well, right. And on top of it, after eight years of Obama and after decades of the African-American vote. Voting on mass, lockstep, ninety something percent of the time for Democrats in decades. Have your lives, as Trump said in twenty sixteen, your lives any better after Democrats? You've been voting for Democrats. Most of the cities with the highest minority levels run by Democrats. Your lives any better? How about you take a chance on me? After eight years of Obama, eight years of Obama, their lives were worse. That's why they started many African Americans. The one started peeling off actually uh, in 2014 because Obama was all about bringing in the competition, bringing in illegals from under the border to take the jobs away from the African Americans. It was President Trump who did the First Step Act to get people like Alice Johnson out of prison. It was Trump who set up Opportunity Zones. It might have been a Trump program that allowed this former firefighter to set up his bar in Minneapolis, working with Kanye West. It was President Trump who, who dedicated funding to historical black colleges. The, the Democrat Party's done absolutely nothing, including you. So you know what, President Obama? Why don't you just sit yourself down, okay? Because you've done nothing. And it was white America that joined with black America, hoping to heal the racial divide in this country that put you in office in the first place. And you did nothing but foster hate amongst Americans. So why don't you just get off the porch and let the adults have a conversation? Let President Trump do his best to heal. He jumped out with the Department of Justice, immediately said, I want to help. He did an inartful, as the Democrats would say, tweet. He did a tweet today that he has since worked to correct. Initially, he said, he tweeted out, I can't stand back and watch this this happen to a great American city, Minneapolis. A total lack of leadership, either the very weak, radical left mayor, Jacob Frey, Fry, get his act together and bring the city under control, or I will send in the National Guard and get the job done right. A second tweet said, these thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let this happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim Waltz and told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty, and we will assume control, but when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. This, of course, was uh, used by the left to say that Trump was inciting violence against black, you know, against blacks, potato skins. Is there anybody in there? You are not in your right mind if you think that President Trump was literally trying to incite shooting against black Americans. No, not not at all in any sense of the word that that's that's stupidity. No. And emphasis on the word. But he comes back later and he says, look. 
Look what's happened. When the looting started, one person shooting happened and one person lost their life in Minneapolis and seven did in another city where there's riots going on. That's what I was referring to. It's a fact. When there's looting and rioting, then you have shots being fired at people dying. He's all Trump ba- said was he was taking action. That's all yeah. he said. Yeah. Because otherwise you got people ending up shot. Anyway, got to get to another pro-Trump story. Later on, we got here of the week and stink of the week. Uh, one of the I put it out there to you guys on Facebook for your nominees. Many people said Trump uh, because um, while the COVID cases are declining and the spread is declining, and clearly, you know, the left doesn't seem to care about social distancing anymore uh, with these protesters out there. And I'm telling you, we are not going to see any spikes from these rallies and these uh, from these riots uh, in, in involving um, the cases the the rights tonight but that doesn't mean coronavirus is off the radar trump announced today that he was terminating the relationship with the world health organization now remember that he had threatened to withhold funding he said today that's it we're done um they it was due to their failure to enact reforms uh they've continued to prop up china continue to prop up and, and support and reinforce the propaganda coming out of china while china's actually coming out today China lied to the world. The World Health Organization continued to lie on China's behalf, you know, acting as though they're testing and the way that, the, that China responded to the coronavirus was appropriate. Today, China announced that they're going to allow the Chinese citizens to sue America. So Trump's like, you know what? Uh, and, and the World Health Organization is doing done. nothing to push. Trump's like, we're done. What the United States has been been given y'all four hundred fifty mil a year. China's been given fifty. We're 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 and and while you continue to prop up China. Can I'm you, glad Trump made good on his on his threat. That's uh, absolutely a home run for him. Absolutely. Um, later on, speaking of Obama, uh, there's been a lot of speculation. Isn't it astounding, by the way, even before I, I, I just had a thought here for a second. While they're trying to blame Trump and call Trump a racist, it, I, I, I'm old enough to remember just last week or just a few days ago when Joe Biden said, if you have to think about who you're going to vote for, you ain't black, right? Who are the real racists here? People have been speculating whether or not they're going to keep Biden in. Are they going to try to put up Michelle Obama? Well, well, hence, which a lot of people think that the documentary she had uh, produced that she and Obama, she and Barack produced on Netflix, whether or not that was really the setup for her to step in uh, either to take over for Biden or be his VP. I, I sincerely well, think, and well, I've said this I, for a save, long time, Andrea, save, that her being the VP is is the move. Well, we'll see because you're going to actually be reporting on the success of her Netflix documentary. Uh, the timing of it is yeah, really interesting. We're going to do that a little bit later in our Friday fun day. we got here of the week and Steak of the week later. Coming up next, we're going to take a break because it is Friday. And the San Diego County, I think San Diego, San Diego School District announced that schools are going to be opening up here in August. So we're going to talk some schools in our weekly education segment with Bob Walters. When we come back, don't go away. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Evidently, they've made it into the CNN Center, according to Brian Stelter. What he, he tweets, what you're seeing live on CNN is vandalism in the lobby of the CNN Center in Atlanta. So disturbing to see. FYI, our control rooms and newsroom employees are several floors and locked doors away. The coverage continues no matter what. Hey, Brian, maybe y'all shouldn't have compared yourselves to George Floyd. 
because you had a, you had a reporter who didn't want to move arrested. However, there is absolutely no excuse for these rights. And I got to remind everybody back during the Obama administration what happened in Baltimore. Freddie Gray. And a city run by all Democrats, many, uh, almost every leader in every aspect of that city was was black, by the way. And yet Freddie Gray, the police officers were found uh, not guilty there. Uh, It was the Baltimore mayor who said, we got to give these rioters, we got to give them a we got to give them some some room to move here. And most of the businesses that they destroyed were Asian owned, by the way. Um, This is this is just um, I, I. we're going to have to shift gears, and I'm glad to. Uh, before the break, I was talking about the fact that uh, San Diego School District here in San Diego has announced they're looking to reopen schools in August. So I'm thinking, yay, some good news for schools. Then I remembered it's time to bring on my buddy Bob Walters to talk about it. <laughs> to you're, talk you're a about tough the act to follow, let me tell you. <laughs> All right, my friend, Bob Walters is back. Uh, his book is Facing Reality in American Education. And I'm sure you've got a lot of things that you could say about how we're where we are tonight with these riots before we get into your, your list of topics tonight um i don't well, that where it, where it, yeah. it is bad and you know um a lot of this has to do with the mindset and the culture uh, that's steeped in in these age groups of people coming out of these public schools to where there's no, nothing good about america's taught it's all about how america's evil yeah we've got a bad past but name a country that's perfect this is the greatest this country has the greatest amount of opportunity for every citizen than any other country in the world. And that's not taught in our schools, is it, Bob Walters? No, I'm afraid it's not. It's sad. I've seen them do interviews, some of the people on the street, and ask them if they uh, uh, know who Washington, D.C. is named after. And most of them didn't know. Wow. <laughs> it's just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, but, but, that, but they could all tell you who Trayvon Martin was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. And Freddie Gray and, and Michael Brown. So what else you got for us tonight? Well, uh, first of all, in terms of the education chief of California, he's, of course, allowing the schools to open in August or September. But uh, the six million students, when they come back, it's going to be a little different. First of all, they, they've all got to wear a mask. And uh, even down to a second, uh, excuse me, two-year-old kids attending preschool. You know, I saw little, that on Facebook. Really extreme. <laughs> that's that's insane. I saw that the other day. A friend of mine posted that, and I, and I, I thought that can't be real. Two-year-old toddlers, babies. They're just little tiny kids. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just overreaction, which is what a lot of this uh, thing going on is all about, anyway. Just like these riots going on in Minneapolis yeah. and elsewhere. Okay. Overreaction, but anyway, um, you, that's the basic rule coming out. Uh, but not to be outdone, L.A. Mayor Garcetti said he not only will comply with those rules, but they're also going to insist that every child be tested for the virus every week, if not every day. Wow. But every week minimum. Down to two-year-old kids. And mind you, kids are the ones who get this disease the least and, and very rarely have any serious problem with it. So. Well, neither do anybody else. I mean, we've got a 3%, I think it is, uh, positive. Uh, so if the people that are sick, they get tested, only 3% have it. So uh, so uh, of all the people sick, only 3% have this. Of those, it is a 99% recovery rate. For 80-something percent of those, they don't even know they have it. Uh, the, the average age of any, we just had six more deaths here, and the average age 
age was, I think, maybe 70 or 90 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, all, all with underlying conditions. <laughs> this is to, so to so to put masks on two year olds and to test kids. I you know how traumatic for kids what we're doing to our children is such it's such child abuse, Bob Walters. It is. Plus, they're going to have uh, what they call limited education in the class. So what does that three mean? days a week in the class, otherwise the other two days at home, which is going to hurt parents trying to have a job. Yeah. How are yeah, they? Wow. They don't care. They no, they don't, don't care. care. This is all about power. I'm hoping the good news out of this is more and more and more parents are going to f- try to find alternatives to not put their kids back in school and it's going to take tax money away. Because, you know, if, if I get if I was a parent, I'd be like, if I got to have them home two days a week, I might as well have them home for five days a week and not have my kids sitting in school all day being taught pornography. Yeah, I got some polls to give you guys before I get off. Okay. But let me tell you what else happened. The <laughs> World Health Organization uh, came out yesterday, and they are pushing for YMSM. I didn't know what that meant, but it means uh, the World Health Organization is instructing how schools and partnering agencies can remove stigma of YMSM, young men who have sex with older men. <gasps> and this is going to be taught in the schools and in, in, in all of the detrimental areas that can get the message out to the public. This is the World Health Organization putting out these memos to all 45,000 school districts in the United States. Okay, that would, why what? Why, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> the initials stand for uh, young men who have sex with older men. Okay, give me the YM, the, give me the acronym. Young men. No, no, oh. I, the letters, YM. Okay, YMSM. Y-M-S-M. Wow. Yeah. Young men who have sex. That's just. And that's from the World Health Organization. Hooray. Hooray for them. Well, thank you. Just another reason why I'm glad President Trump withdrew, uh, terminated our arrangement with them. They need to have nothing to do with this country at all. Yeah, I agree. Mm. All right. And in terms of some of the polls might be interesting to your listeners. Okay. Um, First of all, in terms of. the teachers, it's kind of surprising. Twenty uh, percent of the teachers say they don't plan to return to school. Twenty percent. Twenty percent say that they're not coming back to teach. They're stepping out. Are they retiring, or are they saying that? I mean, is there any further? Uh, oh, well, yeah. You know what? They're probably going to retire and just sit at home, get collecting their pension. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, kind of shocking, but anyway. Um, and 41% of the parents said they were more, more than likely to uh, consider keeping their kids out of school and homeschooling them or putting them in a private institution where they could afford it. You know what, Bob, after what you just reported with this YMSM stuff, I'm hoping that the one good thing that's going to come out of all this is the awareness that more parents are having about what's going on in the schools and that that um, how the, these kids are being exploited, the schools are being exploited for political purposes, and that on a whim that you know it's like if you're a parent, even if nothing else, if you're a parent, you got to be like, well, then what's if they could do this once, then at any time I'm subject to the whim of them sending my kid home. I might as well just take control of the situation. Yeah, because it's it's bad what's going on. It's just, uh, but I was surprised that that many of the, yeah. of the teachers are saying they don't want to go back to teaching. And forty percent uh, of parents that's that's a big number. That's a big number, yeah. And because uh, I thought maybe a lot of them just really hated what they had to go through, but um, they are. They also the teachers also indicated ninety percent of them, according to USA Today, said they're concerned about enforcing distancing among students 
And as for other safety measures, 70% of the parents would send their children to school with masks. 80% of the teachers would wear them themselves. And uh, two-thirds of the teachers support bifurcated uh, weekly education, meaning two days at home, three days at school, which is going to be devastating to the parents. Yeah. Anyway, um, the other thing that uh, caught my eye today, you know, the the SAT tests have been eliminated by the University of California, all Mm -hmm. locations. And uh, because it's it's in the interest of equity and diversity. But there was an interesting comment put out by Charles Murray, who wrote a book called Coming Apart. Data showing that the advantage to children living with their biological parents across a range of outcomes are broadly accepted by social sciences. But those, but those data are resolutely ignored by the network news organizations, editorial writers, and politicians who are not for any real solution to the, the problem of kids not all being able to qualify for college. And actually, what his study showed is the parents who have a family environment for the kids, they're the ones whose kids succeed much better in school and graduate in college, whereas those who are being raised by a mom or a grandmother, they don't do too well. Right, and that that brings me back to the culture, too, so much. One of the things Larry Elder was talking about today on his show is related to these riots and everything going on with these kids and their education system from these these neighborhoods. One of the things Larry Elder was pointing out, he was was like, the, the left has worked hard to destroy the family unit in the black communities. No fathers in the homes, and they, they, these kids having to be raised by their mothers and, the, and their their grandmothers and their grandparents, and, and and the foundation that's that's so lacking in their home life. You know, they don't they they're not being taught you know how to respect authority. They're not there's not focus on academics. There's no hope you know because moms and grandparents, moms and grandmothers are just you know struggling to raise you know all these kids. So, um, it, what you're talking about, I mean, I can just see it all playing out. You know, There's we no can role model, yeah, right. especially for the young boys. There's yeah. no role, role model for them. Really, well, Bob Walters, you are a role model. I had Pete Hegseth on the show last <laughs> night with his book, and he was his book is called American Crusade. And one of the things he was talking about was uh, raising awareness for people about what's going on and how the left had hijacked our schools. He, you know, and it's like, well. You know, I'm glad that so many high-profile people are starting to get in on this, but you and I have been at the forefront for a while talking about, especially you, you were the one who raised the awareness to me about what's going on in our schools. This is the real battlefield, the battlefield for the hearts and the souls of our country, and Americans need to wake up, realize it, homeschool your kids if they can. If you got kids, and even if you don't, go to school board meetings, be aware of what's happening, and push back against the crazy that's going on in our schools, like putting masks on two-year-olds and teaching you know, about a young men having sex with older men it's insane bob thank you for being here though well good luck keep up the battle thanks hon appreciate it all right now stay tuned we come back we got friday fun day we got here of the week and stink of the week be sure to follow andrea k on twitter at andrea k show and follow her on facebook and like her fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. 
welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Friday Funday, we usually like to uh, tell you guys what great movies to see, books to read, or whatever. Um, we got a little movie review here, a little documentary. You know, when uh, Barack and uh, Michelle decided to leave the White House, they couldn't go off in, in, in any classy way like the Reagans or the Bushes, or, you know, you know, they're... Uh, I started to say the Clintons. The Clintons stole silverware out of the White House on the way. And nothing classy about the Clintons either. Um, but a lot of speculation about Michelle Obama. Was she going to be in? Was she going to take over? And this documentary based upon her book called Becoming was, was many people speculated, was going to be like the launch for her. Kind of like Hillary did this movie a few years ago. is going to launch her campaign. So I was curious. I asked my man, uh, DJ Potato Skins, to give the movie a look, see what the reviews were, see how well it did on Netflix, because Barack and Michelle, they're like on the board of directors, and they produced it. So if it was good, they they get the credit. If it was bad, it's on them, too. What would you find out, my friend? Well, if it's bad, it was probably Trump's fault. We, know, we don't, we oh, don't yeah. know that much. <laughs> but the documentary, it's the most current work with the Obamas and Netflix. I guess they agreed to a deal back in 2018. Right. And it basically follows Mrs. Obama during her most recent book tour, and mm-hmm. she talks with various American citizens uh, if you actually go over to Breitbart, I go over there uh, a lot when you have some of these documentaries come out, and Breitbart.com's David Ng uh, talked about Becoming, and now I haven't seen it myself, but according to David, he says it's bland, mm-hmm. self-celebratory, and a very paper-thin account of former First Lady Michelle Obama. Right. Now, also in the article that's there on Breitbart, they... Uh, reference the New York Times and the New York Times and they're a very left-leaning paper oh, yeah. has concluded that the documentary feels routine yeah comes off as stagey mm-hmm. and so if this is their big launch into a possible uh, running for president or vice president I'm not thinking this is such a good idea because I read a couple of other things and they were very much like the piece of paper I'm holding in my hand. It it doesn't seem like it's getting a lot of recognition for portraying the first lady with as much as she's done. Listen, times have changed since 2008, since Barack Obama was able to run on a platform of nothing, basically run as a blank sheet of paper. Nobody was allowed to question anything about him. He spent millions of dollars hiding the truth about who he was. Uh, McCain gave him a pass and wanted to run Sarah Palin out on a rail for wanting to ask questions about him. And I think it sounds like with this movie, they were trying to do the same thing with her. That's what it sounds like. overproduced, um, trying to show her, you know, trying to carefully craft a phony image about her without actually any truth and any uh, anything, any reality, any authenticity, anything genuine about her, just overly, overly produced, kind of like a lot of reality TV, you know, uh, like the housewives, you know, you wouldn't recognize them on the street if you if you saw them without all the spending three hours in the glam chair. So it sounds like they were trying to do the same thing. So what have the reviews been? Has it been like blockbuster people like crazy watching it? Did you were you able to find There's any- a lot of people that are watching it but it's not really it's either getting static static reviews or i i've seen a couple of reviews that are just very similar to this that yeah, they just feel that it's it's too put together and it's yeah. not very real right something that i would want to see something not polished 
Exactly. You know. Hello, we're 2016. We are not 20, uh, 2008 anymore. What won in 2016? Authenticity. President Trump rough around the edges. He was elected not in spite of how he's rough around the edges and, and does these hard-hitting tweets and says stuff that nobody else would ever dare to say. He got elected because of that. And I because, like that he's rough around the edges. Well, that, Exactly. Because we had eight years of this slick dude who didn't have to answer a single second our third level question was asked, you know, on the campaign trail, what's your what, what's your favorite combination plate in a Mexican restaurant? You weren't allowed to ask him anything tough. If you criticized him on anything, you were called a racist. And, you know, so we had and, and then with the Republicans, a lot of slick, slick Republicans on the campaign trail. People, you know, we, people were tired of polished political rhetoric with no results. And what they they were like, you know what, we'll take this dude that's not polished, who says crap nobody else should say the Billy Bush tape been divorced how many times got these kids and had affairs and all that because you know what we don't really care about that anymore we don't we don't want the crafted image of Camelot we want a real dude who knows how to get results for the American people and you know what he has gotten the greatest results for the African-American community in his three and a half years in office than they've done in their decades and their trillion dollars of entitlement programs all meant to keep the African-American community completely oppressed and one of the things I do know that I had heard she said in that documentary was that she was mad that that uh, the black people according to her i don't remember how she said it maybe as i start doing here of the week and stink of the week you can google her quote but she um i know she caught some backlash because she said in the documentary that she was angry that um that the vote her voters didn't vote for hillary clinton i'm gonna do you one better andrea actually i wasn't even originally going to see the documentary but going on the discussion that we're having I'm going to go ahead and watch it, and okay. I'll give you my own review of the documentary in the uh, next couple of weeks. Take one for the team, man. You know, I mean, I, I've i always said, said that Michelle Obama lost any chance of any future as president of the United States when she said on the campaign trail, this is the first time I've ever been proud of my country. Oh, gosh. I, I forgot about that, but that's, yeah, that's horrible. That's why the documentary had to be overly produced, because they, they she, can't, you, she can't be truthful about who she is. Um, okay, so here of the week and stink of the week. I've got a bunch of, of heroes of the week. Um, uh, I, I, first, when I put it out there on Facebook, a lot of people said Trump. Two reasons. Because uh, I said, give me specifics. I don't like perpetual, you know, here of the week. Specific reasons. Uh, Trump, they said, for because of ending the relationship with the World Health Organization, as well as the executive order that he did against social media. That is absolutely huge going into the election. Um, uh, I, I'm giving a here of the week to this um Sports car, sports bar guy, because what he what he did, and I love entrepreneurs. I love his spirit. I love how hard he was working to get this bar off the ground. How he was continuing to try to keep it going amidst the riots, and and just his spirit as an American. He is the American dream, and to see his life destroyed killed me. Well, here's the good news: uh, he started to go fund me, and as of, of going live tonight, he had raised three hundred sixty one thousand dollars. Uh, from 13,000 Americans. And so uh, heroes are everybody that contributed to him. And he's a hero uh, for wanting to be an entrepreneur and wanting to it, take responsibility for his life, invest and take the risks. Uh, uh, another uh, hero is a salon in La Jolla. I'm not going to give the name who I saw doing hair today with a stylist in no mask, customers in no mask. Uh, stink of the week. I got to give runner up is Brit Hume, who tweeted out today that the reason to wear a mask is so that other 
other people won't be scared. That's not a reason for masks. And obviously, Stink of the Week is Chauvin for killing a man on the street and then the rioters for their response. Got any hero stink of the week? Hero of the week, Trump because of of who? And stink of the week is uh, DJ Carrot Sticks. Hey, does anyone want Carrot Sticks? Get him out of here. Because he left us. (laughs) See you on Monday, 6 p.m.